This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Today on the show, I'm joined by two friends of mine and I did something very embarrassing when we recorded this show live that they didn't tell me about until after. I got one of their surnames wrong. And the reason is I had been messaging someone back and forth uh, with this other surname that I used on the show. And we really did wet ourselves and laugh very hard afterwards. But we were delivering it live and they were too polite to tell me. So during the show, as I introduce Cheryl Lee and Donna Collins, please know that what I should be saying is Cheryl Lee and Donna Elliott, who are both from Now Is Your Time. Now, the reason I'm fessing up here at the beginning of this show is I think there's an important message here. Many of my listeners are doing Facebook Lives or host podcasts, and you can feel that you have really failed if you've made a few minor errors. And actually, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big a deal. You have the ability as host to do what I'm doing now. Come on and just let your audience know what they should have been hearing and just own the fact that you are not perfect at everything. So I'm going to be introducing you shortly to Cheryl Lee and Donna Elliott. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. And we're talking about why now, whenever you're listening to this, is the right time to start taking action. And I'm joined today by two friends of mine, Cheryl Lee and Donna Collins, who are from, their business is called Now Is Your Time. And these two ladies are life and mindset coaches with a whole wealth of experience and knowledge and tools in their kits. So welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible, Cheryl and Donna. Oh, thank you for having us. We've been dying to do this with you for like forever, it feels like. I know. So the three of us are in a mastermind together and you do get to know each other very well. You know the highs, you know the lows, you know the struggles (laughs) and the challenges. And we, we all kind of have in our toolkits NLP, Master NLP Practitioner stuff. And so we're very much on a page with that. And I guess one of the things I wanted to talk about is... I don't want to ignore the elephant in the room for everyone listening right now. We are, even if you're listening to this in six months time, you're going mm-hmm. to appreciate that right now at the beginning of 2021, we've been we've been in and out of lockdown for a long time now. Yeah. And I think what I see, and I certainly find this in my own mindset, no matter how many tools I have, no matter how much experience I have in this, I have days that are frankly quite rubbish. And For people who don't have the skills and the knowledge and the toolkits like we do, what do you think they need to to do? What do they need to be aware of to start deciding, okay, this life I want to build for myself, this area in my life that I want to improve, that you don't want to put it off forever? What do they need to think about right now? Oh, it's such a good question. And like, so for us, yes, there's a global pandemic. We don't control that. There is no way that we can say it'll all be good by mid-Feb or June or whenever. Like, we really don't know. And what we know is that most people, when we talk about now is your time, don't spend a lot of time in the now, in this beautiful, perfect present moment. Most of our stress and anxiety is brought on by what might happen. Well, what if I can't go on holiday this year? What if I still can't travel with work? What if I'm still homeschooling in June? What if I da 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 da? And like, we'd all go crazy. Yeah. Like in March last year, if you told me that we'd still be doing this a year, nearly a year on, I might have gone crazy. Let's be real. We just take it 
a day at a time, deal with what we've got on our plate today, and let's focus on that. But with a vision of what is it that we're actually in the big, big picture trying to create with our lives. And I think, and and Cheryl, we, we both agree on this. We did a program called Chaos to Calm last year when this all kicked off, just to say, stop worrying about what might happen in the next month or two and do the big picture of your life. Like what is it you truly want to create? Because now you've got this gift of less travel, more time at home with your family. Use some of that time really productively to tune in, into what you want, because this is showing us that none of this is in our control. Like all of this stuff, we don't get to control pandemics, but we do get to control the trajectory of our desires, of our life, of tuning in to what we really want to create. And when we ran the sessions last year, we, we tapped into the fears, like what were people afraid of, what we call a future trip and catastrophizing. What are the things that you're worrying about? And it's big stuff, like dying, catching COVID and dying, not being here for my kids. You know, like people had some real fears there. And we're not saying this flippantly, like Donna's personally had a loss in her family due to COVID. So when we talk about these toolkits, it's because we use them ourselves every day to get through times like this, up days, down days, bereavement. But actually, what we know from when we ran that, when we got people to just sit in the moment, in the present, all is well. This is temporary. This too shall pass. Just Mm. even spending a few moments in that just helps to make you feel calmer about the whole situation. I have deliberately and intentionally re-embraced lots and lots of meditation in order to get through the day. Now, I have three children at home with various levels of mental well-being issues uh, and concerns, homeschooling being a rather large portion of that, the loneliness being cut off from their friends. And as, as, a, as a businesswoman, I normally out as much work as I possibly can between 9.15 and 2.45 p.m. That's my time. And knowing now that, you know, I still want to build my, and my business is like you ladies, growing at an exponential rate. How do you keep on top of that when you have these other responsibilities as well? So I'd love your thoughts on that. Mm. I think what we can do is get in danger of getting our superwoman pants out and thinking I can still do all of it with the same gusto. And sometimes we just have to get real with ourselves and look and go, okay, what are the priorities just today? So, you know, yesterday I did it. We had full on diaries from nine, 10 in the morning through till 10 o'clock at night. It was Tuesdays are really long days for us. And my husband, it works for you know, he does tech for our company and he's got another job and Caleb's at home. So it was just a case of, okay, let's just chunk it down hour by hour. What do, what's the intention in each of those hours? So I would have loved to have sat and done work stuff that was on my plate, but I was like, Caleb really needs me for the first few hours. So let's just be intentional, put the phone away, tell the mm-hmm. team that I'm going to be with Caleb for a couple of hours and just hone in on that. The stress tends to come from doing one thing and feeling guilty about the other. And then doing that thing and feeling guilty about the kids, being with the husband and feeling like we should be doing some extra reading. And the social media, the phone thing is always there. So Cheryl and I get try to get, you know, do our our best to get very intentional about that time slot to really focus in on what we're trying to deliver and what the outcome of it will be and removing distractions 
including mindset distractions of allowing ourselves because we control our thoughts. Our mindset is our responsibility. So if you're sitting doing it and I was homeschooling and thinking I should be doing this, I could be doing that, should have, would have, could have in yourself, you are making yourself miserable in that time. So look at what that opportunity of time affords you and be real about what you want to get done in that day. Because if you've got a list with a hundred things on, you're going to stress yourself out. What's the one or two things that really need to happen? The other stuff is going to get done. It might get done a day later than you liked it, but it will get done and take that pressure off of yourself because most of the pressure is internal. Most of the pressure. And I think just to add to what Don is saying, it's really important throughout the day to nourish your energy levels. Because like you say, you've got all this going on. Even the thought of it when you get up in the morning can drain the energy from you before you even get out of bed. But it's so important. One little tip that we use as you move from thing to thing is release tension, set intention. So as you move out of one activity, spending some time with the kids, and then you move into doing hours worth of work, release your tension, set your intentions so that you're really intentionate about everything you need to do. And is it going to add value? And for the things that aren't, drop them. I love that. You can have a to-do list that is as long as your arm. And I think being in the house with the family all all day long, there's more food being consumed, there's more mess being made. But what I, one of the things I do, I journal, I journal hard every morning. That is that is my, if I don't do that, I know I go wonky very, very quickly. And at the end of my journaling, there's a question that I ask myself, well, what am I really doing? What is it that is, you know, what feels like my purpose? What feels like my real tangible goals for this year or for the next three years? What life am I building? And what are the three actions that if I did them today, I would feel like this day had meaning as opposed to it just being a checklist? Absolutely. And that's so important because it's constantly connecting with your purpose. And for me, gratitude does that. So we say this to all of our clients, like before my feet touch the carpet on a morning, I will have lain there for just a minute, just really grounding in on what am I affirming for myself in that day? And what am I really super grateful for? And it's breathing, waking up, the freedom that I get to be in this house, the chance that I get to have some extra time with Caleb that I wouldn't have had if he was in school, you know, that I get to serve Mm -hmm. our clients. And, And it's just to get in that space that you set the tone of your mindset. It doesn't set you, but if you just let your your brain it loves a problem. So if you're not giving it something to think of and setting that intention and grounding it in for the day, it's going to find a problem and go crazy with it. So give it something to do. It's like the puppy, right? If I give her a chew toy, she'll focus on that. If I don't, she'll focus on the coffee leg, you know, so the table of the, you know, so that's what you've kind of got to do with your brain. But people tend to think, we talked about this last night in one of our boot camps, weren't we, Cheryl, about up until now, until we have the conversation with them, people go, but it's just how I am. I'm just a worrier. I just, you know, I get overwhelmed. And they're labels, aren't they? Because they've become familiar. People have been telling them yeah. most of their life, so they've been readdressing it. And therefore, well, if, if that's my label, that's what I do and that's who I am and it isn't true. And that's, yeah. the, that's really the power of the mindset work. Mindset isn't just about, well, I'm going to think great things today. It's not just no. that that helps it's actually about doing some of that subconscious rewiring 100% and it's not about the positivity plaster we see this all the time so even our clients or something's coming I was doing so well and then I've had a bad day and I felt really crap and I doubted myself or I just felt like I didn't want to get out of bed today and I'm back to square one and we're like you're not like you know we're near square like, you know we're near where you were when we met you you know you you're mm. mastering your mindset and being a positive person does not mean that you never have negative thoughts it just means you understand it's a negative thought it's not who you are 
it's not who you be. It's just like a, a moment in time where for whatever reason that day feels like it sucks. So Cheryl and I always say, have five minutes, sit in your shit. Like sit in it for five, like what is going on with you? Don't rush to have, we call it in um spiritual sense, like a spiritual bypass. When you don't allow the feelings and you don't process them, you're just storing them up for another day. So like check it out, what is going on with you? It could be hormonal, but it could be something more, something that you're not addressing in your life that is begging to be addressed. It's so true. And actually I said to you girls when we, we came on the call just before we went live that... I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day at the moment and I'm struggling a little bit with that. Now, from a mindset perspective, this is this is my field, my arena of things that I help people with. Doesn't mean that I don't have days that feel worse than others. And actually, I consciously know if I talk about it, I'm going to be more aware that it's happening for me and I'm going to make a choice later today that this is not how I'm going to feel tomorrow. So mm. today, when, when I get through my very busy day and look after the children, I will take time to work out exactly what is going on what am I not doing what habits have I let slip how do I actually want to be and how can I start showing up but I know that this morning I'm going to let myself be in this space because I know that I have a choice about changing it later on does that make sense give yourself permission this is what I do like that's my technique that I use so on the on the and it is a rare occasion where I'm feeling low vibe energy for whatever, whatever reason I give myself permission to have a Debbie Downer day, whatever you want to call it, and just allow it and then make a choice that actually tomorrow when I get up, that's not the, the energy that I'm going to be in. I'm done and I'll get back to my morning routine and I'll start that again tomorrow. But it's about when you make that decision, it's about accepting it and being okay with it because sometimes we make a decision, oh, I'm going to do this, but we're not really okay with it. So we're then sitting feeling guilty about the fact that we're having a down day and you have to be okay with the decision that you're making to enjoy wallowing in self-pity sometimes. We all do it. We like wallowing in a bit of self-pity sometimes and actually having the excuse to binge watch all of Bridgerton for eight hours because you're going to lie under your duvet all day. Ladies, we all have hands up to admit that that's gone on very recently. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious then, you, you girls work a lot with corporate ladies who are I guess waking up to the fact that they're not satisfied with where they are and want Mm. to do something more that's that's kind of one of the areas of your fields of expertise certainly one of your ideal clients what are you seeing more of from that kind of person so for that that person who is in corporate they're a, a talented capable person but they're sick of it what you what you experiencing from those clients right now it's like there's this ripple of awakening going through because of what we've gone through so much like myself you know I spent from Kayla being nine months old I was on the road constantly working away three to four days a week every single week unless I was on natural holiday even if it was snowing I would still head out in the snow to get to where I was going or I'd be in Egypt or India and I didn't get time to think or stop or question was I happy like and ask myself that, you just get on with it because you're in these golden handcuffs. It's what you do. You're the breadwinner. You know, you're showing everybody what women can do, girl power. Like I was a girl of the Spice, I was in the Spice Girls generation, right? Like we can do everything, but well, you can, but you're often killing yourself in the process. Which Spice Girl were you? Oh, totally Which Spice Mel. Girl were you, Donna? Mel. Mel B. I'm, I'm rubbish. Mel B. Yeah. Scary Spice or Sporty scary. Spice? I was Scary Spice. No, I'm not Sporty. Good God, no. I'm not built for sport. But yeah, I was definitely Scary Spice. But just in that, I loved life and I said it as it was. And 
But, you know, but growing up with that and then having a baby, like I was even, when I was 38, I was even more determined I was going to show Caleb that women were amazing. And I just didn't get time to get off the hamster wheel and stop and think about it. I worked on my mindset, but it was almost like I did it and didn't know I was doing it, if that makes sense. I didn't stop and think what I wanted was way down the list of priorities after earning money, looking after my family, looking after Caleb, da, 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 da. And what we're seeing now is this, almost because people are forced to be at home, they're questioning, do I want to be Miss the Nativity Plays? You know, do I want to miss my kids growing mm-hmm. up? It's actually nice being home and reading the bedtime stories. I like being able to sit and eat a meal together at the end of the day rather than we're all eating separately and, you know, all of that kind of busy life that has become the norm over the last 20 or so years. So I think what we're seeing are our corporate women saying, I don't actually know what I want, but I'm really interested to work out who the real me is. Like this realisation of how much time we spend wearing masks, pretending to be something. And when we're in corporate life, like they're big jobs, you know, what we're sometimes there 50, 60 hours a week. And that's a long time pretending to be something that you don't really feel on the inside. So we're seeing a lot of people question what actually is my purpose? Who am I? And what what makes me happy? And what we see mm-hmm. is that women are really scared of asking those questions, aren't they, Cheryl? Like they're they're scared of what's going to come up when they ask it. Absolutely. I felt the same when I was in corporate. I had a great life. I loved my job, but there was just something. I just felt as if there was just something inside. I didn't know what it was, but I just wasn't reaching my potential. I didn't know what it was until I found NLP. And then that journey of self-discovery and finding acceptance opened up that I wanted to be a coach. But like Donna said, people are questioning their values, like what's important to them in life. And actually, sometimes, as Donna said, like we did it, we knew we wanted to be coaches, but we had limiting beliefs that stopped us from daring to believe and dream that that's what we could do day to day. So we had fear that held us back. And that happens for a lot of corporate women who come to work with us. All of the answers are within us. So they've had the whisper or they've had a thought 20 years ago and they've just pushed it to the side and they don't allow themselves the space or the time or the bravery and courage to just tap into that and go, you know what? Actually, this is what I want to do. And as Donna said, with COVID, I think there's a lot of resetting going on, a lot of questioning, which is what we're finding, where people want to know, they want to tap into it because they've realised there's a different way of living. Yeah, and I think that that concept of there being a wave of people kind of waking up to the fact that they're actually quite unhappy in what they're doing, the mindset work becomes so much more important. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear from each of you what your moment was or were there several, that meant for you that you realised now was your time? What was it that happened? Mine came in two different waves. So without going, like, taking the whole thing up. So my first one was really when I was 30 and I came out of my first marriage. So I was in a very violent, physically, mentally, emotionally abusive marriage. But I was this high performer at work, managing all these people. But inside, it was a totally different story when you close the door, nobody would have recognized that woman that I was. I didn't recognize myself. I didn't like myself. So my first real big awakening came in that moment when I separated, when I found the strength to get divorced. And I vowed, declared, committed in that moment to never make the same mistake again. And I knew I had to find out who I was. So my life, it's like I have my life before I was 30 and then my life after 30. And they're like two very different novels. So for me, it was that very personal reason for wanting to 
I didn't blame him. I knew that I had attracted him into my life for a reason. And I wanted to make sure that I didn't attract the same thing again. So that was my driver. And then again, now as your time was set up on the back of our joint epiphanies almost when Cheryl's dad died. So Cheryl, maybe if you speak to that and then... Yeah, so again, mine's twofold. So finding NLP and going on that journey, I realised as I did the work that I wanted to be a coach, but I'd had limiting beliefs and I'd, I'd kind of put the date of when I was going to have my own business like further and further back. And then as Donna said, in the April, 2018 in the April, my dad passed away and it was just a bit of, of a moment of for both of us, for Donna equally, like what we're waiting for. Because you, you worked together, you knew each other in the corporate world. Yeah, we worked together for 10 years in corporate and then we both went in different directions, but we're best friends and soul sisters. And we always said we'd come back together and we'd we'd set up a business and make it different in the world. And we kind of put that out in the universe, left it 10 years earlier. And then this happened. Donna, like I say, Donna, you had a deep knowing that she wanted to become a coach and so did I. And it was just when my dad passed away, it was like, what? what are you waiting for? Because we planned, we, we had like projects planned together, hadn't we, Cheryl? We were going to go and do like leadership, corporate leadership. And so I had a consultancy set up already. Cheryl had set up her independent business. But Davy passing, something just clicked inside me. And I was like, anybody can talk about leadership. Anybody can tell you how to run your contact center, how to do transformation work, how to do strategy, how to do L&D stuff. There's something more. It was that thing of, and then I... I said to Cheryl, I remember the words, it was a Monday, we sat around the HQ table. She'd, you know, it'd been a week since I buried her dad and she came round and I just said, what if we talked about our life? What if we went out there and talked about our life experiences, about abuse, about adoption, about infertility, about not knowing yourself as a woman, showing up every day with this beautiful mask on, shiny on the outside and broken on the inside. What if we speak to that? What do you think women would do? How would they respond? And we we genuinely didn't know. But we just said, if we feel like that, there must be other women out there feeling like that. And I didn't know about coaches like me when I was no. in corporate. Like I just kept getting, no disrespect, wonderful men who were white men in suits, but I could never really relate to them. And I had one or two amazing mentors in my career who totally would kind of blow the lid off and I would put it back on thinking, I don't know what to do with this information, which was always about be your own boss, do your own thing, like live your life. But I didn't know where to take it. So that the fact that we both were sitting at that time, at that perfect moment and Davy passing, like that was the biggest gift we took from it. Like that will be us one day. People will be coming to our funeral one day. What the fuck are they going to talk about? I don't want them to say she earned lots of money for other people, closed lots of centers, opened lots of centers. Like it just, I was bored doing it. Like it just didn't light me up anymore. The money no longer became enough. Mm, that's interesting. And what about for you, Cheryl? What are your views on that? Well, the same. Like I say, I, I had the, um, I was doing the NLP and we had coaching every time I went and people were challenging, oh, why don't you set your own business up? And I was like, no, I need X amount of money in the bank to be able to do that. I didn't know at the time when I was saying it that that was a fear. I accepted that was fact. I had formed a belief that the factually correct in my head that I needed a year's salary in the bank before I could set my own business up. And I believed it. And then when this happened, when I when my dad was ill and I got made redundant for the third time in a row, showing that you don't always have security when you've got a corporate job. And I thought, right, I'm going to set up my own business. And like Donna said, we're going to go separately. And then 
it, it, it can't really explain how it happened. It just happened. We just got together. Mm-hmm. It was just like, what on earth? And then now is your time. Like, what a perfect... Yeah, I can I can relate to those yeah. so strongly that I just had two moments where I realised in, in quite quick succession that I wasn't going to do what I used to do. This wasn't about me anymore. This was, which is very much what my acting career was about, very ego-driven. I want to be recognised and I want to get, you know, applauded. Yeah. Whereas waking up to actually, I've already done a lot of the stuff I set out to do. What I want to do is help other people realise that they're the ones sabotaging them getting results. But not not even results. It's about happiness. It's about fulfilling Mm -hmm. potential. So let's kind of circle back to the fact that, I hate that phrase. Why did I say circle back? That's like a hanging. Love it. Corporate days for me. Fruit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't often talk about my corporate work, but I used to have some god awful jobs in between acting jobs where they, I used to work for companies for about, I don't know, two or three years, but they'd have me between auditions and things. Insurance, I was an insurance broker. Exciting. We did it had 10 years in insurance. And that's where we met. We're sports insurance. Um, yes. Oh, sports underwriters. <laughs> Exciting times. <laughs> and where was I? So we're talking about. What happens when right now, whatever you're doing out there, you realise that what you're doing is not right? How do you go from that to doing something about it when we're in the middle of a pandemic? For me, first, I want you to recognise that if you've had that thought, it is meant for you. It's not some sort of fluke. You're not having a midlife crisis. It's meant for you. So just sit with it, embrace it. What we did, what most people do is dismiss it because they don't know how to take it from A to Z. They don't know the B, C, D, E. Like you don't need to. Just mm. sit with it. What would your life be like? That, and, and just ask yourself that. Start to have fun with it. Daydream. Imagination is one of your highest faculties. Like, and we don't use it. We cut it off at childhood. Sit in that space of just imagination, of curiosity, of questioning before you shut it down because that whisper will become a roar. The more you ignore it, it doesn't go away. It doesn't stop. You will just die with regrets. Seriously, like I feel so strongly about it. Mm -hmm. So the first step is don't worry about whether there's COVID or whatever. Like we doubled our business last year. Our clients are opening business in COVID and recreating their corporate salaries. It's possible, but that's not even the thing. Just know that your fear is the thing that's stopping you, not COVID. Your sense of self-worth, your sense of trust and faith in yourself and your abilities is actually the issue. It's none of this external stuff. Because you'll co- if it's not COVID, you'll come up with another reason not to do it, right? Until yeah. you have the faith in yourself and the faith in your vision. But you have to bring the big vision to life before you, you can really invest in it, right? Absolutely. And I think, and this is what happened for us, the more that you spend time visualizing, picturing, allowing yourself to imagine what your life will be like, could be like, that the fear becomes about not doing it rather than doing it because you get so connected to the vibration and the feeling and the excitement and the joy of actually being happy. It's like, oh my goodness, I have to go and do it. And the the final thing I'll say is if somebody else is living the life that you desire, then you can too. Nobody's superhuman. None of us have super magical powers. If someone else can do it, you can too. You just have to find the way. And I'm going to just kind of do a little segue into a nice plug for my book, Get Visible. I have just had it all rebranded and reformatted. And so this, that's what that is about. That's what my Get Visible message is all about. Yes, we we do talk about strategies to, if you're a coach or a speaker or an author, to get seen and get heard and get your business growing. But I think it starts before that. 
and we have to, no matter what level of success we have, we have to revisit this. Getting visible to yourself about what you really want. See yourself as being able to create success. See yourself as being able to create that life for yourself. Be honest. That's the getting visible bit for me. Be honest about what you really want and what you're really capable of. I see far too many people staying stuck doing things they don't like because they're scared to admit they want something greater Mm -hmm. or, or something different. And I think the more you can kind of tap into what's coming through for you, however that appears, whether it's an idea that flashes in a creativity or if it feels like something more of a spiritual awakening, whatever it is, trust that you can create that too. The life you're living right now does not have to be the one you're living in 12 months or three months or or three years time. You can change almost everything about your life in a two or three year period. The girls are nodding very hard at me now. Massively, yeah. It's like, it's all true. It's all true. So ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people come and find out about Donna Collins and Cheryl Lee? And now is your time. Check us out on Facebook if you look for Now Is Your Time or you can connect just directly or at Now Is Your Time 2, T-O, not the number two, on Mm -hmm. any of the social platforms. You'll find us. Come join in, Daily Inspiration. Let's get life moving. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, ladies. Take care, everybody. And thank you for tuning in. And if you're sitting there, in the middle of a pandemic, or maybe maybe finally the pandemic has shifted by the time you listen to this episode, I want you to be honest about what you want. Because I read this blog years ago about the stats around the amount of people who go to your funeral. If you live a long, healthy age and you die naturally, whatever, 80, 90, the amount of people who will actually come to your funeral, and if you were in a coffin, how many people would actually come to see you buried if it was raining? And the amount of people who would actually at that point go out and watch you be put in is two. Two people are likely to be there. That's it in your entire world. And yet we spend so much time worrying about what people think, what my family's going to think. There's often a lot of fear around family judgment, Mm -hmm. sister-in-laws, mothers, whatever. At the end of your life, (laughs) you guys talked about what do you want people to say? Well, actually, if the thing that's stopping you is what people think of you right now, they're not going to be there to give you your big goodbye. So what are you waiting for? That for me, reading that story, I, I was I was like, well, well, what? why? If no one actually cares that much about what I'm doing anyway, why am I waiting? Because they oh, don't. It's so, so true. So true. Part on that note, now is your time. Go and check out Cheryl and Donna. Take care. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.